Welcome to Try Try Again. This is the number one podcast on iTunes that has me as a host. So I am uh, Todd Perkins, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brandon Horton. Hello. And my two guests for today, we have Brad Cornell. He's a returning guest. How's it going? He's the bearded beauty. Is that <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have a first-time guest, uh, Richard Fulcher over here. And he's the uh, Mario thing. His video feed's kind of messed up right now. But when you see the Mario on the screen, that's Richard. So you can say hi, Richard. Hello. Sweet. Is my, is my audio uh, a lot better now? It's better. You are there. We can hear you. The it masses. Is, it is more better. Falling in love. Good. Okay, uh, cool. So the deal with this show is each week we pick a movie to review. And, and it's, the podcast is called Try Try Again. And the idea behind it is we try something new or we try something old again. So we'll watch like an 80s movie we hadn't seen since we were a kid or whatever. Uh, this, though, this episode, which is episode number 75, marks the first episode in which we watch a, a movie and review it uh, that is still in the theaters. So the movie that we're going to be reviewing today is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, and yeah, we're really excited to talk about it. So let's, in, in about 10, let's give each give like a 10 second review. So I want to hear your score out of 10. You can give it a decimal point score. Um, 10 second review uh, with the score. Um, let's say no spoilers until a little bit later on, and we'll we'll make sure that we call it out before we start doing uh, spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to hear Brandon last because I'm nervous about what he's going to say. So let's start with, uh, sort of, yeah, <laughs> let's start with Brad. How'd you feel about it? Score, ten second review. Uh, like I said on Facebook in the comments when you're at, comments when you're asking who's seen it. Um, I personally think it's it's my second best Marvel movie. Um, maybe it's because I took my my four year old to see it, and he's like stricken by baby group, is what he calls them. Um, so I would probably give it an eight and a half with a potential by the end of the show, and maybe go to a nine. Oh dang! Wow! All right, high I, I liked score. it that much. Okay, Richard, what do you got? Um, I give I give it a uh, eight point seven actually. Okay. Um, I actually really enjoyed it as well. Um, I actually thought it was better than I was expecting because Marvel has a, uh, a thing with sequels, uh, how they're not exactly uh, perfect. Well, I mean, this movie isn't perfect either, but it was, it was fun to watch, and I, I enjoyed myself a lot. My, my parents and my brother saw it uh, before I did. They said it got boring, but when I watched it, I... I was actually laughing all throughout the movie. Um, I think the crew of the movie has the, the exact same type of humor I do, because I was laughing at the little stuff they would they would always say, and I thought the action scenes were were very well orchestrated, and um, there's a lot more emotion to it, and I really did enjoy that. So um, I, I I stick with 8.7. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. I I love the first one. Totally love the first one. I'd give the first one like an eight point nine. I think this one is just a little bit better. Um, and I'll admit that the uh, uh, t 
total honesty, I didn't think the plot was that good, but I liked everything else about it so much, and I was so thoroughly entertained um, that, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I'm going to give it a nine. Um, all right, Brandon. <laughs> hey, hey. One hey, out of ten. Hold on. I'm just gonna give it. I'm just gonna give you my piece of the pie, okay? Okay. And speaking of pie, I'm gonna give it a three point four. <laughs> oh, dude! Ooh, it is. On. This oh. was. This oh. was. This was the biggest snooze fest I ever had. And and I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm being honest. So I went into this with with an open mind. I rewatched the first one to kind of make sure. Which, by the way, for you listeners out there, no spoilers. Um, you you could miss the first one and you could still enjoy this movie. I mean that's that's not that's yeah. kind of a it's not a prerequisite. Um, they they do kind of cover some things uh, in the first one, but literally you could have never watched the first one and you'd still be good because you're like, okay, we know they're guardians of galaxy and they're just gonna do their thing. The reason I was just bored to tears was I'll give you an example. The second act, the second act for those of you who don't know, starts uh, when they uh, they kind of separate and they're and they and and one group goes to one planet and one stays behind. When they go to that new planet, uh, that started the second act. You could take a forty-five minute nap and not miss anything. There was nothing going on. It was talking of just trying to move the plot forward, but they try to move it forward and they realize, okay, this plot stinks, so let's just have the big guy make some quirky jokes, it, it, which is poor. I mean, the, you, this, is not, this is not a movie where you want to, um, you, you, you don't have to think much to hear the jokes. And I didn't think the plot worked. I didn't think uh, what they're trying to do was, they're like, let's just throw everything in front of a green screen and give it all the big explosions and hopefully people won't think too much of the movie and everyone goes away happy. I don't respond well to those movies. I like substance. I like movies that allow me to see character development. No one developed. It was like one second, this person is trying to kill this character, and then two seconds later, they're like, oh, best friend's hugging it out. Okay, uh, it, just, it just wasn't, it wasn't my type of movie, and I've said it before, I said it with the original one, this could not be a Marvel movie, and you wouldn't know. It's it nothing to do with it. Stan Lee is in it. You know, no, that's not a spoiler. Everyone knows he's in every movie. No. I like the way that they had him in there for you comic book geeks. You'll love the way that he have him in there. But you could have literally just said this is a sci-fi movie, and that would have been it. It had nothing to do with MCU, um, and I was disappointed about that. I was really hoping that they would bring in some sort of like, oh, look, there's Asgard, or oh, look, you know, there's something happening back at Earth. Um, and uh, I didn't get it. So I look at it at just as a sci-fi movie, and um, it's not that even good of a sci-fi movie. Hmm. So 3.4. It, it hurts. It hurts. You know, some of the stuff I agree with what you said, but I would say that the character development was really there for me. Like, by the end of the movie, I liked every character more than I did at the end of the first movie. And I thought, like, everybody became more likable. But uh, on the plot, I'll get you, I, I would say it is probably the weakest pot plot of all the Marvel oh, yeah. <laughs> cinematic universe. But I, I liked the, um, the characters, so it, it didn't bother me that the plot kind of was weak. Like, the villain, I thought, was not a very uh, strong villain, I guess. Not at all. But not at all. He was threatening, but not threatening to me. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, I... Yeah, go for it, Brad. I was just gonna say I, I I can see where his point is, and I do agree that the plot was kind of lackluster. 
Um, well, it wasn't kind of. It was lackluster. I think for me, the, the issue with comic book movies, and, and I think that's the issue they've had in years past, like we were discussing earlier, is that um, it's hard to make a, good, a comic book translate well over to the movies without you know, make that translate well. It's hard to make any book, really. Any, There's been, I don't think there's a single movie that's been a book first that I thought was way better than the book was. So I think that's one of the issues they have with comic book movies is making hmm. them transfer over. Yeah, and it, it is very difficult to take what is canon and, uh, and, and known over, especially if you're into comic books, and translate that over. Um, and if you're a, a big super geek, I'll, I'll label myself that one. Let's say, um, you know, the you have you have all the different characters, and you, you're thinking to yourself, you're like, where, where is that character that I saw in the comic book, and and I'm not really connecting it with that character in um, in the movie, uh, and so you have to let you have to kind of blind yourself and go, okay, it's a movie. Let's just see what they do, but. It, it just basically felt like all they did was they turned a sci-fi movie and put everything in front of a green screen and went, let's just throw every explosion at it and uh, throw in some jokes. And, oh, yeah, there's a plot. Oh, let's well, I'll just throw the plot together, too, then. And that's, that's how I saw it. And comic book movies are so much more than that. Um, I'll give you an example. My favorite comic, one of my favorite movies is The Winter Soldier. Like, that was driving the story forward. You couldn't have the rest of the movies without that Winter Soldier to, like, be that key piece in there um, that showed, like, uh, someone who's really grappling with himself. And not only that, but his past, and he's working with it. And I felt like with this was like, oh, cool, you're my dad. Yeah. I, I definitely think they could have done a better job with that. And I agree, Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorite ones. And that one was really well played out. I, I would say I'm, I'm a super nerd as well. I, I haven't delved that much into Guardians of the Galaxy. so Yeah, that's a tough one. No one really has. like that's, yes, That was that's a over. big thing. Yeah. Richie, what do you think? Um, I agree with a lot of the points. Um, but... I know that's the butt, the butt. Uh, <laughs> um, I, f I felt that it, it was kind of like a mindless action film, which I personally do enjoy. But I do also agree that, you know, The Winter Soldier is my all-time favorite Marvel movie so far. And I love that aspect of it being more smart and stuff. But I think every once in a while, it's cool to have a little uh, feel-good kind of action film. Which was was funny to me. It was it was really funny to me, and you know it won't land with everyone, and I get that. But um, yeah, the plot the plot was was um, decent, I guess, for me. But um, I don't know. I, I still really I still really enjoyed myself, and I enjoyed looking at it, and uh, I felt immersed. Like as as I said before. Um, you said this too that it was it was kind of boring throughout the middle, but I still I still really enjoyed it. I, I enjoy um, listening and seeing how these characters interact with each other, even if it's mostly uh, comedic. 
I, I kind of feel this the same way with my, my own friends. Um, I would connect with them with um, just silly jokes and uh, just, you know, banter, I guess you could say. Absolutely. I and, just, I, I, I totally agree, but I, I was looking at this movie as a Marvel movie, sci-fi movie, and it's like they tried to make it a comedy. Like, it would be really hard to label this as, like, not a comedy. Yeah. Because there's so oh, yeah. many jokes in it. Like, if you had to label it, it'd be really tough to go, that's a sci-fi movie, because it's, 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 it's half of the movie is, is nothing but 1970s Yacht Rock, and then the rest <laughs> is the quirky jokes that get thrown in here and there. And then, so it, it, was, like, it was like, I wanted the identity of the movie, and I, I couldn't find it. Huh. Hmm. All right, I got something to read. Um, one of the triers, uh, our friend Chris, who's been on the show before, had some interesting commentary on it. He, he wasn't a huge fan of it either, and he said this, it's like a director's cut of the movie. The Drax laughing and pointing at someone gets old after the 19th time. Baby Groot takes 37 times to get the prototype. Quoting a song to make a point was cheesy. The yep. Sovereign are unwatchable. If Yondu wasn't so rad... The movie would be like Thor: The Dark World. So, assuming that y you didn't like uh, Thor that much, I, I didn't <laughs> like Thor: The Dark World either. I thought I thought that was probably bottom tier. That one and and Iron yeah. Man two and three are for me like bottom tier uh, Marvel. I, I think top tier for me would be uh, Guardians one and two. I I still like them. Flaw. I I don't care if there are flaws. I agree with you with some of these flaws. Um, but like Richard was saying. I am so immersed in the world when I'm watching these movies. Like, I love the, the universe that they've created. Like, the, the aliens, and you see all these kind of different yeah. things, and, the, and the, the worlds where there's, like, a bar, and they're all hanging out. It kind of, like, reminds me of the cantina on Star Wars where there's all these other aliens. You don't know what planet everybody's from, but they're all you, – you kind of imagine that they're, they're from distant planets, and they all happen to meet together on this one world to hang out at the bar, and – I think um, for me, all of those parts of it uh, make it really immersive for me, and I really like that. But um, but yeah, I can't disagree with a lot of these a lot of these criticisms. But just for me, you know, it was immersive. The jokes did land for me, and and uh, I thought they were awesome. So I think go for I was going to comment about Chris's comment. I think with with what he's trying to say and what or not what he's trying to say, but what he said and what Brandon said. I think in this movie, they saw in the first one that the comedic points were were big hit for them in that movie, and I think they mm -hmm. ran with that a little too much in this movie. I think is kind of what people, what we're, what some of us are getting at. With yeah, that. I couldn't agree more because Drax in the comics is not that. In fact, yeah. Drax in the comics is one of the most is one of the strongest people entities in the galaxy, like one of the strongest. Huh. Uh, the, the, the dude, the dude is knocked out gladiator. Like he is, he is a significant, significant strength, um, top tier. And to see him struggle or to see him, you know, kind of show limits in strength is, I, I was, well, uh, I, I mean, let's just say Superman, Superman showing some sort of like limit in strength. You would be like, okay, I understand that. But then you'd see it and you're like, he should be stronger than that. I, 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 they turned a character who is completely all about war and destruction. He's a destroyer. And his strength is beyond parallel. 
And they just said, okay, you're just going to be here for comic relief. And I was like, you just killed a great character. Like, give me, give me the Drax that, like, goes in and is like a BA, you know? He's going to go and he's going to be he, – he's not stopped. He's a destroyer. He's bloodthirsty. And uh, they just say, hey, you're going to say some jokes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, that's I what he was, I'll go for it, Richard. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I do agree how uh, Drax laughing and pointing – I did catch that too. I did catch it. I was like, well, he's doing a little, a little too much. But um, I don't know. I don't mind that little translation. Although it would have been really cool to have it more like a gladiator and stuff. I feel if he was more of a gladiator, it would. Um, I think the tone of the movie would have been a little bit different. So I could understand if they, if they had to change him. Uh, to fit in more to this universe that um, is, you know, made. But what was I going to say? I was going to say, um, oh, yeah, with that, that comment as well, how Baby Groot was, he said, uh, 37 times he was trying to look for the, the Mohawk thing. I, I forgot what the word was. But at that part, I was laughing super hard, or at least trying not to laugh super hard. Um because I was in a, I was in a theater with a little like not that many people, so no one was really laughing out loud. Oh. But I was I was holding it in a lot. But um, at that part, and then <laughs> Baby Groot had, had the toe. I, uh, oh, I almost yeah. lost it. I thought I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Again, that's you know a joke that wouldn't lend entirely with everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that part too. It didn't. I didn't. It wasn't bothered by that. I think I was mostly feeling the humor. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite things from the whole thing was that they had this thing about, uh, and I like Drax talking about how it hurts his nipples to wear that suit. <laughs> it's, like, it's like in the first part of the movie, and it was like I didn't think it was particularly funny, but then you have like this is a spoiler, I guess, for one of the jokes. But like the the end of the movie. You know, two hours later, he puts on that suit, uh, and, and then you hear him bring up, "Oh, my nipples!" <laughs> and, you know, that was like a joke that was really funny to me because it took something that was like memorable but not necessarily humorous to me, and then it brought it back in in a really funny way. And and uh, I don't know, I thought that was kind of an example of the humor of this movie. And if you don't think yeah. like a dude talking about his nipples is funny, it might not be yeah. a movie for you. Yeah, I just want to know where his nipples are because I, I didn't see him. <laughs> That's the thing. To be fair, I don't see him in the comic books either. So <laughs> they're on his back. They're they're called bipples. <laughs> if if we if we did this where we could start the spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Do that spoiler alert. All right, anyone who's on and you haven't seen it yet and you've heard our reviews, this is your moment to pause and we're gonna move to the the spoilers. Okay, now with 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 having this at the end, um, you know, with uh, ego being his dad, uh, and being his dad was like, you know, he was a celestial. I like how they opened that up, but I, I I looked at it and I and I thought, all right, he's a celestial, which is virtually impossible. He's a god, virtually impossible to kill, and his son, you know you know star lord he is a, a son of a celestial he has some sort of cosmic power as well too um 
I bought it. I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll allow that to happen. Um, it, 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 and then, but there was no payoff. So from yeah. what I understand with mm. the plot yeah. was, was that, okay, he need, there needs to be two celestials in order to fuel this plant that's on trillions of planets around the world. And it reminded me of Superman, Superman Returns. Do you remember when Kevin Spacey, who played Lex Luger, um, and he, they, they shot this missile out in the ocean and it built this land, right? Remember that mm-hmm. part? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, you built land, but you just built this big black looking crater that's just there in the ocean. There's, there's, there's no plants, no vegetation. There's, why would anyone want to be on it? There was no payoff to him wanting to create land. It just made no sense. And I felt that was the same way with this plot was, was like, so you want, so you planted all these plants all over the galaxy and you need another celestial to activate it. Okay. I'll buy that. And then when we see it activated, it just turns into the blob. It's all it does. It just turns into a big blob and it's just a big nuisance. Now there's just this big concrete blob on earth and it's like, what was the payoff? Like, why, why would have this, why would have Earth and all the planets just been a big black blob? Yeah, it's like, it's, we're supposed to assume, at least I, I figured, like, okay, that's eventually going to somehow kill everything. But yeah, like you said, it was dumb. It was just dumb. You know, it was yeah. just a big black blob. I thought there was no payoff for that. I, I don't feel, I feel like the Star Lord having some kind of powers. It's something we're going to see in the next Avengers movie or something like that when they team up with somebody else or there's more. Tell, but they didn't really have a payoff in this movie for him having those powers. Actually, right? it, aren't those powers gone? Like, wasn't that like how the how it ended when when Ego That's died? How I understood it. Oh, yeah. okay. and you see the you see the powers in his hand and <laughs> goes away. Oh yeah, okay. Now he's just and so he's just back to his normal self before he found out. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, you guys want to talk about anything else before we get over to random questions? Uh, no. My the the point that I want to make in in regards to Brandon, what Brandon said, uh, kind of goes along with the question I was going to ask. So. Okay. All right. Let's head over to our random question segment where we each pick a question, uh, totally random out of nowhere. It has to do with the movie. Um, Richard, if you got more than one question, you can choose one of those and, and, and pitch it to the group when it's time. Uh, okay, I'll start. Okay. My question is, um, so you, you take uh, this movie, and I think we, we actually really didn't discuss the soundtrack that much, but I think the soundtrack in this movie is fantastic. And um, it, it's kind of a famous part of both this movie and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 uh, is, is this kind of... It almost feels like the soundtrack could be a character in the movie. It's so, like, prominent, you know? And it made me think to, um, like, soundtracks in movies and, and when a song had, like, a massive impact on a scene. And uh, so what, what's that um, example for you? Like, um, like, what would you say your favorite song sing is in a movie? It could be in Guardians of the Galaxy or it could be another movie. Uh, what's that song... What's the scene uh, and why? So 30 seconds, Brad, go. Oh, man, this is a tough one for me. I, music is, has always been a big part of my life. I've never been very good at 
music talent, but I've always enjoyed listening to it and stuff. Um, one of the most iconic ones is, is of course, Top Gun, the uh, the Highway to the Danger Zone, where they're, <laughs> nice. they're flying in, stuff like that. So I would say that's probably one of the most iconics that I can think of. Um, of course, the first Guardians with uh, Hooked on a Feeling and stuff like that. My David loves that song and is always wanting it on, so it's always a fun one to put on, too. Awesome. Brandon? I'm going to have to go with – I'm going to keep it within the MCU, and I'm going to say um, any time that they played ACDC with, uh, <laughs> with um, Iron Man. I, I was hoping you'd go there. That was – dude, that's why Iron Man 1, I think, is, is a top tier for me, is all yeah. of the ACDC and how well it goes with yeah. Iron Man. They, they, played it, they played it perfectly. And not only that, but uh, John Favreau, who directed the first and second – uh, Iron Man. Iron Man three is an abomination and should be burned. But Iron Man <laughs> one, Iron Man one and two. Uh, really John Favreau those. he directed it, and I'm a big fan of his work. I think he's one of the best directors right now, especially in within this realm. And uh, he he knew exactly how to use ACDC perfectly to encompass like this is Iron Man. Like this goes together. Uh, and I will take a quick time out on this, and I will say I hated the music for this movie you know in a way oh, let me tell you why oh, let me tell you why hold on they literally just kept shoving down every single yacht rock song you could you could that's all they did they were playing music that had nothing to do with that scene and you was just like all right we have to listen to this song and they even mentioned it too they're like they're like oh he's gonna want to listen to his music it's like it's like they constantly push the music down your throat and they go you're gonna listen to this song it has nothing to do with this scene but you're gonna listen to this song and i was like okay i knew i was getting myself into but they overdid it like they they took like six songs and just said you're gonna listen to these six songs in the first one this was like 10 songs you're gonna listen to these 10 songs and i lost count i mean it was just it was just too much i i wish they would have backed off and not had the soundtrack be i don't even care about the soundtrack because it's like i i heard all those songs yeah i would all say right. to the justin favreau or is that his name yeah the, the ones that yeah the nice thing about those films is you can tell when a nerd is the one like a, a super nerd is the one directing the film as yeah. opposed to somebody that's kind of an outside source because like you said with iron man you can tell he likes the iron man he knows about iron man and because of that the movie turned out good Oh, it's the same absolutely. with, with. I know some people didn't like Deadpool, but Deadpool is another one where, because Ryan Reynolds is such a huge fan of Deadpool, he's one of those people that I couldn't see anybody else playing Deadpool. Deadpool is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but but if you if you kind of take it a little bit and you kind of look at uh, with John Favreau and and what he directed and all that, you can totally see it. And that was that's why I was a huge fan that they picked Kenneth Branagh to do Thor. Now, if you're not familiar with Kenneth Branagh, he did the uh, all the all the William Shakespeare movies that were coming out in the '90s, and he's a theatrical thespian uh, uh, as well too. He's all about the big theatrics, and he's classically, you know, trained. And that's why I loved about you know they did Thor. It was like they turned Thor into an opera. Like it was, it was, it was, it was an opera, and I loved it because they had a guy who knew what he was doing. And I felt like with Tom Gunn, uh, with with Guardians of the Galaxy, he's 
he's making it where it's like we're gonna shove we're gonna shove every single hit from 1979 at you and we're gonna put everything in front of a green screen and we're gonna have all the uh, quirky jokes and plot be damned and it's that's how I felt like he's he's he took this he didn't take it as a fan he just took it as I can put everyone in front of a green screen and uh, let's have a movie you're dissing it hard, man. You're dissing it hard. <laughs> I, and, uh, you make some pretty good points, not going to lie. All right, uh, Richard, last uh, real quick uh, song scene. What's your favorite song scene? Well, I'm, <laughs> I want to keep it with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, I felt, I don't know, when I, was, when I saw the movie in the opening, you know, montage, not montage, but when they were playing Mr. Blue Sky, and Baby Groot was dancing, and they're all fighting in the background. I, I sat there, like, personally, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is genius. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty know. cool opening scene. Yeah, I felt like they ruined a great fight scene. I wanted to fight. <laughs> I, don't yeah. care, I don't care about a little <laughs> twig dancing. I wanted to see a battle. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like Baby Groot, then that's, uh, you know, you're missing out on some action there. Uh, I'm going to go like with – I think, by in my opinion, and hands down, my favorite song scene in a movie is from uh, Kick A. I'm shortening the word, but it's the other <laughs> word for butt. Um, the, I don't know, have any of you guys seen that movie? No. Yeah. No. Okay. It's been a while, but I've seen it. There, There is a scene where Chloe Grace Mortez, she plays a character called Hit Girl, who's like a, a 10-year-old, uh, 10-year-old girl version of Deadpool, basically. If you want to think of how she is and and she busts into some building and she wrecks so many fools so violently so amazingly it's awesome and the song when she's doing it is joan jett's uh bad reputation and it's just so cool i would say, <laughs> recommend looking that that scene up on youtube it up. it's it is cool man it's cool uh okay so that's my favorite um I'll pause yeah. real quick um we gotta give a get a shout out though to uh, X Men uh, the X Men one where Quicksilver uh, runs oh, the yeah. kitchen runs oh, the yeah. kitchen with yeah um, that that is uh, one of my favorite scenes in cinema I love it it just popped in my head shout out to that one because that was done perfectly that was yeah, beautiful that was, cool. that was I also like the opening scene of Deadpool when they're playing uh, I forget, is oh it yeah whatever. I can't remember who it is, but the rap song at the beginning. Oh, of that yeah. He's singing the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. Let's go. Um, all right. We're running low on time here. So let's do it kind of like lightning round style. So quick answers for these ones. Um, let's go to Brad, your question. All right. So my question is, uh, and I think we pretty much covered this, but what would you make, do to make the, the movie better? Um, and we'll start with Brandon since he's had so much critique on it. So I know <laughs> he's, he's got an opinion on this. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing you got to pick one. One thing. One thing that I would do to make it better. Uh, I would have. I would have added in MCU. Um, so for the we're still we're still past the spoiler part. So if you're listening to this and you want spoiler, too bad. Uh, so they do this thing where they leap around through different worlds, right? And they're jumping from world to world because uh, Rocket and uh, the blue guy, uh, Blue Man Group, are trying to get to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
they're on ego and they're bouncing around to all these different things and i thought it was kind of cool okay they turn in like everyone's like kind of warping together and all that i was like that's cool but they 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 did a great thing with i love how they added uh stan lee as part of the the watchers like i I thought that was wonderful but but have them like go through asgard like that would have been so cool just to have them like go through there and you could have Honestly, you could have opened it up to where it, it brings in the new Thor and just have him like go through and like and have him in that world where Thor is already captured and living in that space. Like they could have added some MCU in and once again, they failed. I think that would play nicely into uh, Infinity War because I'm pretty sure the Guardians are in that as well. They are. They talked about Thanos and we end up finding out that Thanos is the father for oh the two girls yeah 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 that's interesting uh for mine um i'm just gonna say a plot i would take <laughs> i would take the guy who did um captain america civil war yeah the writers of those guys that's i think that is maybe my favorite or close to it of the mcu movies uh, uh yeah a good plot and it just it wasn't there in this one that that would have helped but uh i still liked it but could have used the plot richie what do you got <laughs> Dang, I, I was going to say plot too. <laughs> Fair enough, but, man. You can but, say but, that. Um, I don't know. Maybe change it. Because Ego in the comics is not even Star-Lord's dad. That That's a movie right. uh, yeah. adaptation. Um, I felt like if they had a little more of the comic into it, because his dad was like a king of a uh, of a planet, I, be- I believe. I could be could be wrong about that. Yeah, that was a while ago that I looked that up, but um, I don't know. He could just change it into something. Um, I think a little more familiar than you know, a god trying to yeah. take over everything. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's that's where my guardian's ignorance comes into play because I didn't even know that about ego. Um, <laughs> for me, what I would change and and kind of going back to to some of the points that Brandon's made is I think they should have. It seems like they try to make this an origins movie where they try to explain more about each character in the movie rather than just focusing down on one more. Because you have a lot about with Drax joking about his wife and and how they conceive the child and stuff like that. And then you have, you know, uh, is it Neptune and is that her name? And the the two sisters, they're, Nebula. they're constantly. Nebula. Nebula, thank you. Nebula, Nebula and the, the, the two sisters are constantly fighting Zamora. each other and stuff like that. And Zamora, there we go. Um, they're constantly fighting each other, and then you have Rocket and Groot with their own little thing, and then Yondu off here with his thing, and and you have the story with Star Lord and Ego. I think if they would have just focused more on on the story of Ego and Star Lord, or the story of you know Yondu or whatever, I think it would have made the movie the plot a little better, and and possibly the movie a little more enjoyable for people. All right, all right, uh, Richard, what do you got for your question? You can pick one of yours or whatever. Um, I think that's a good segue into uh, the question that I have is that the film does focus, well, at least attempts to uh, focus more on uh, character and development, and that leads to a more, you know, emotional um, aspect of the film. And I'm wondering, do you think this enhances the film, or do you think it actually makes it worse? I would go with... um... I think it enhances it, you know. I that that's one of the reasons why I liked it. I th- it was it did have a little bit of sappiness, but I felt like 
the development of the characters uh, was awesome. And I liked everybody, like I said at the beginning, I liked everybody more at the end of this movie than I did at the beginning. And I think that's, uh, I mean, all the, the main characters, like, like Chris was talking about the, um, the Sovereign. I mean, I thought they were super dumb, but like the main characters like Yondu and stuff and Star-Lord, etc. I liked everybody more by the end. So I, I think it was worthwhile to do that. And I, I thought it was cool. Popcorn bread. All right. Uh, I, I, I think, like I said, I think it's a little more detrimental. Um, I think if they would have either focused on one or two character developments in this movie, it might have made it a little better. I agree with the whole Sovereign thing. Now that I think about it, I, I, going back to something that Brandon said, I think you could have taken them completely out of the movie and it wouldn't have really changed a whole lot. I, yeah. I don't. They, they didn't play a big I mean, they played a big role right at the beginning, and then the reason they're the reason why they leave so quickly from where they were at. But other than that, they really didn't they, – they weren't a factor in the movie. It could have been the same movie without it. Good point. Uh, popcorn brand. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to – I'm just basically going to go, I didn't think there was character development at all. I think by explaining history and origin and – I, and I love that point that you made. It felt like an origin story, and the more I thought about it, the more I think that's very accurate – but by bringing up the past and and is not character development character development is really based around the the ethos of is this what how is this character different than they were 2 hours ago and the only thing i saw was one uh the you have sisters that hate each other and now they like each other two we end up discovering uh that um uh, what's his name, uh, that Yandu is um, a father figure and has always loved Star-Lord. I thought that was kind of, that was kind of cool, but it was shallow. It was like, it was like, it was like you, you only got about 30 seconds of substance and then it just made it where the rest of the movie was like, okay, now, hey, by the way, they're cool now because they had a moment. Yeah, it's like, yeah definitely. It's like, okay, that's cool. They had a moment. So now, their entire character is completely different than what we saw the previous hour. And um, I, I'm not about a movie where there's just one moment and they, they change. And that's how I kind of felt like if I look at an MCU movie, every MCU movie with their main characters, we understand like over a long period of time, their, their, their trials and tribulations. We saw that with Tony Stark. We saw that with Captain America. We saw that with Thor. Um, it is, it is, it is just because there's one 30 second moment that they get to have now, all of a sudden, uh, that's how their character is. And I didn't buy it. The reason why I brought up the origins thing is there hasn't been a single origins movie that I've liked. <laughs> yes. Like Wolverine origins. Well, that would, you consider, would you consider Deadpool origin? I, yeah, I, I, would. I guess. I, I would consider that one. That was probably the only one that I would say is that is the only one that's good. Because Wolverine, one of the reasons oh. why I hate that is because they completely destroyed Deadpool, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm that's I'm a Deadpool fanboy. That's likewise the same reason why I've gotten into comics. And so, what they did with him, like as soon as I saw what they did with Deadpool, I was like, this movie's stupid. I don't need to watch anymore. It's dumb. <laughs> that was the only thing that made the movie stupid. That movie utter <laughs> trash. All right, uh, Richie, how'd you answer your question? Um, I answered my question. It was um, kind of like both ways for me in, in a certain sense. I know it sounds like I'm being too neutral, <laughs> but I, I felt that it did go a little both ways, that I, I did feel that I connected with some characters a, a little more, but I did find myself feeling that it 
a few, uh, like a small handful of times, I felt that it was a little forced. Like for instance, when Yondu and uh, Rocket were in the jail cell, they they were just put in the jail cell, and then he immediately just randomly opened about his life story, and I thought like, oh, that's a little forced, but oh, okay, oh well, whatever. But uh, I I really liked you know Rocket's response, like oh, don't be a drama queen, and I'm like. You know what? The, the film kind of understands itself in the way that it, it is being a little too sappy sometimes. Makes fun of itself. Yeah, yeah. it does make fun of itself, which I, I do give it credit for because it, yeah, that's the type of movie it is. But my biggest gripe on um, the the emotional type of feel to it was at the very end. I felt they went a little too far into. Um, Yondu's little funeral thing, uh, where, <laughs> where, I mean, it was it was sad, but I felt they they put a little too much emphasis on it, where they had like all the Ravengers come and they're all shooting fireworks in space. Everyone, yeah, in space. What? Uh, yeah, because that it's happens. Just, Zero gravity. Just, everything. <laughs> I, I I don't care about the scientifics. It was just kind of goofy for me. Yeah. Too that was the thing. Like no one cared about that they brought that Sylvester Stallone brought like Michael Clark, Michael Dark Clutton, whatever his name is, and all the different people. And like we're like, wait, who? Why do we care about these guys? Why do they care? Like yeah. they found some epiphany. Like he was a he was good after all. Like who cares? That could have never been in there. Well, something that kind of bugged me about that is, like you said, they they kind of throw that in right at the end. It's like we're gonna build all this up about you, Star Lord, and Ego, and everything, and then right at the end, bam, here's Yondu. And we're going to make you like him, then get rid of him. It's like, really? Come on. <laughs> it's like Walking Dead, you know? That's how you know someone's going to die when you start liking him. <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was funny because I saw Sylvester Stallone's name in the credits. And I was like, I didn't know he was in this movie. And he's in the movie for like two scenes. And I'm like, yeah. why is he even in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> The director was friends with him or something like that. Because that uh, seems like a, a random cameo. It would have um, helped make the movie a lot shorter. <laughs> Brandon, what do you got? What's your question? All right, so we're going to add this. Since, since we all agree that this is not an MCU movie, this is just a sci-fi movie. Has nothing. To, Stan Lee's in it. That's it. Um, Definitely not canon. It, not canon at all. And they mentioned Thanos. That's it. That's literally it for MCU. Because they have uh, the title. Which... which DC superhero would have been a good fit to make this movie better. And I'm going to start with Richard. Um, I think Deadshot, actually, uh, from uh, Suicide Squad. Because I, I kind of felt like, um, I mean, when I saw Suicide Squad, I thought it was, it was terrible. But one of the only redeemable questions, uh, not questions, uh, characters for me was you know, Deadshot. Uh, he would have been a little good of a fit because, you know, he's just a mercenary for hire. Um, he's pretty mentally uh, stable, but he, he'd still, you know, kill a person if he gave him, a, gave him enough money, which is, I think, very similar to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, they, they're, they're kind of heroic, but then again, they're, you know, mercenaries at the same time. Guardians of the Galaxy would do some shady stuff. Um, if they if they were paid, and I felt like Deadshot would probably be good with them. That'd be cool. Yeah, I dig that. Good. That's good. All right, let's go with uh, let's go with Wedge Case. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, that's what it says for my name, huh? Because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, long story. Okay. So anyway, um, I felt like you could just take out Drax and sub in Killer Croc, and uh, there you go. Same <laughs> guy. And they're just as strong, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, for me. I had to, I'm not gonna lie. I had to do a little research, a little more research on my DC because I'm not as as down on them as I am Marvel. Um, but I came down to three. I would say Green Arrow, Green Lantern. The reason why I went with Green Lantern is because Spacey, and so I was trying to. Oh yeah. And then this one's just completely random because I think he's like a laughable character, almost just as much as Aquaman, but uh, Booster Gold. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah just a way out there. Like, yeah. If you watch the, I think they have Justice League on on Netflix or Hulu. If you watch that show, uh, he's in it for a couple episodes. Todd. And oh, okay. He's kind of like just this. He's just very random. I'll put it at that. So I think I would throw him him in there just for the kind of like, well, what the heck? Why is he here? Type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, Brandon. What do you what do you got? I would have gone with Dark Side. Because oh, uh, yeah. I, I felt like Ego was a poor villain. Um, I didn't buy what he was selling. I didn't buy why he wanted to conquer the universe. It, it didn't resonate with me. I felt like there, that was the weakest part was we didn't have a really good bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and what do they end up doing? They end up putting him to sleep, right? And they're like, ah, just go to sleep because <laughs> we don't know what to do with you. So I would have I gone for a, uh, someone who really does want to destroy the, the universe. Uh, so if you have a the Guardians of the Galaxy versus a guy who wants to destroy the galaxy. Um, Darkseid would have been awesome. And uh, I would have loved to see like a slugfest between Darkseid and Dax. And, um, and uh, that would have just been, that'd been fun. But that's, that's what I would have went with. A, a really good villain who wants to take over the universe. I think, I think they shouldn't have slated Thanos for Infinity War. Because I think he would have been a good, a good bad guy for them to go up against in this movie. I, I'm not too sure about that, actually. I feel Thanos is um, a, like a really powerful character, and I feel that um, it, it's good for them to build up all the way to Thanos because I believe Thanos is like one of the only people in like Marvel Comics besides you know Deadpool that uh, has a story of them killing all of the Marvel characters. And I don't know. I just felt Thanos is a really... Uh, super super powerful enemy that i think everyone should fight but i don't know i i agree to a certain extent somehow yeah i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> the, the jury is out on thanos um you know we've only seen i think eight seconds of thanos uh so to me um he does have the infinity gauntlet you know we got that little teaser snippet uh which i think is gonna be awesome i just hope they know how to use the infinity gauntlet correctly yeah and um uh, it's going to be fun to see, uh, just because I mean that's that is that is a one of the most powerful entities in in the universe is Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, and it'll be fun to see what they do with it. That is definitely one where they need to follow canon, where they might have a mutiny on their hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. I'm excited to see that. Thanos is awesome. Thanos is just freaking rad. Uh, I, oh, go for it, Richie. Oh, um, well, I, I was just going to say. Uh, I wonder what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to do after they finish Infinity War, which is pretty much everything 
you know, building up to it. What, what are they going to do afterwards? Reboots, origin stories, yay! Oh. <laughs> Let's not go back to the dark ages. That's what they're going to do. Everything is going to get rebooted. I, I, oh, there, I there's sure no, that's just my speculation, obviously. But uh, <laughs> After Thanos, Infinity War, it seems like there's just... There's not many places to. There's nothing more epic than that, as far as well. They're gonna go with uh, Inhumans. Uh, Yeah, that'll be sick. That's gonna be cool. I'm looking forward to Black Bolt. I think we're gonna see. uh, You'll also see. Gosh darn it! I'm drawing a complete blank. Deadpool Squad. What was the? the... Oh, X Force. Yes, I think you're gonna see one of those. An X Force come out of it too. Well, come out of come come soon. Awesome. I, by the way, we got to figure out who the next Wolverine's going to be because we we need. Oh my Wolverine. gosh, we need Wolverine. That's the issue is they've done so well typecasting those people that yeah. it's like, I, I I don't yeah. know who's a better who could who could take the place. I know there's talks of I think Tom Hardy maybe taking place, but I can't see him. Tom Hardy, the brand new Venom. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the thing. But the horse horrible. They're not going to have Venom part of MCU. It's it's Sony thing. Yeah, yeah, that's because they're going horrible. R with it and everything. Yeah, they going R with it. Yeah, uh, they, oh, it needs man. to be. It's yeah. This is a it's a mess. It's a mess. That, gonna, <laughs> the Sony and Fox, Marvel. It's the, there's so much unfortunate. They just need to kiss and make up so that way they can uh, get their movies back. Like I would love to see a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, all of those yeah. have been horrible for me. I have hated. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's time to wrap up. Uh, so we're going to end talking our discussion of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and everything this week. Um, so thank you for listening up to this point or watching or whatever you're doing. We're grateful for you. Remember that we're live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. And you can find that on our, uh, our Facebook page. It's the easiest way to find it. So uh, search for Try Try Again Podcast on Facebook, and you find it there. If you're really savvy, you can find us on YouTube. My uh, my username is not Try Try Again Podcast. There was some drama with that. Um, I'm never going to go into detail on it. But uh, Wedge Case <laughs> Games, W-E-D-G-E-E-W-E-D-G-E-K-A-S-E Games, all one word. Search for that. You can find our podcast, or just search for Try Try Again Podcast on YouTube, and you can find the channel there. So... Uh, next week, we're going to be doing Wonder Woman. So get yeah. excited for that. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to Brad and Richard for being on the show today. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. And uh, we will see you next week.